Hello and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here and on the podcast this week we've got the Hardcore Away Day crew, <laughs> excluding me of course, because I'm not that hardcore. Um, Stu Hall. 800 plus massive from yeah. yesterday. Is it 827? Is that the official yeah, number? So. They, didn't, they did seem more than that there though, to be I think fair. I said 862. Oh, I'm just making that up. It's a cracking number though for Middlesbrough Away on Tuesday night. Yeah, 31 quid. Was it? <laughs> Thirty-one pound. And the other voice you heard there was Alex Moore. Hello. Back for more. Yeah. There we go. Oh, see, see yeah, what I did there. Um, so ap- apologies <laughs> for no podcast last week, and it would have been better having wins against Forest and Leeds. It was Leeds, wasn't it? Yeah. On Bank Holiday Monday. So instead of us talking about two fantastic wins, you're here for the next however long to hear <laughs> about two disastrous defeats. One. Not so surprising, but we're going to start off with the the game that was probably a surprising defeat. And Wolves on Saturday lost two one away at St Andrews to Birmingham City. Benikafobi, Afobe, sorry, opened the scoring, and it looked like Wolves were going to go on and dominate the game. But then two very odd and strange goals that Wolves conceded from Keenan. Keenan, that's the first. You just think Keenan, like Keenan and Kel. Keenan, <laughs> good burger. <laughs> Who Is loves it? Birmingham City? <laughs> he loves Birmingham City. Come on. No one, no one. You don't know what we're on about, do you? Oh, yeah. Oh, I see. I think he's... Who loves Orange Soda? There we go. Oh, you see, he's, he's oh. old enough that he's appreciated. I'm 21 now. Did you, you watch Nickelodeon? Yeah. So, I remember when Kinder Cow came back onto Nickelodeon. So, we're probably on that same age range. Like, when oh. Saved by the Bell came back on Nickelodeon, although it hadn't been on, like, probably American TV for years. I, I, I went to the cinema to watch Good Burger. No, Good Burger, the movie. Yeah. I went to the actual cinema. Oh, wasn't wasn't a good movie. No, it wasn't a good movie. Yeah. But it's. I was going to say for its time, it wasn't even a good movie. It's quite funny with Keenan Kel. We know we're going major off topic here, but <laughs> Keenan is now like a really successful Saturday Night Live comedian, and Kel's just done nothing. Like Bill and Ted. Yeah, but yeah, it, you you would have thought, looking at both of them, it would have been Kel that would have gone on to do the stuff because he was more the comedy element of Keenan Kel analysing. Keenan and Kel here. Anyway, <laughs> um, and it was, was it Gray, their second goal scorer? Yeah. Yeah, which was a, despite Goldborn's mistake, it was a, a nice, tidy little goal. Um, take Bournemouth out of the picture for this analysis. On the back of all the recent results that Wolves had up into that game, was it a surprisingly below par performance by Wolves? <laughs> I was almost on, on the kind of rage mode of Bournemouth, and we all know how bad I got. Mm. I mad I got with that one, but it was just, I'm going to say surprising because we always seem to cock it up at the best of times when things are going too well, but it was just the, the lack of anything, it was just stale, there wasn't, it's hard to describe because the, the tactics were fine, I mean you play the same team, play the same formation, you think well, Birmingham, what, they've got nothing apart from Derby Day, bragging rights, and it was just meh. Yeah, there was there was nothing to get excited about. No one was putting any. Apart in the first first ten minutes when we had a lot of possession and the ball out wide, but even that there was shots from distance that weren't really troubling the keeper, and it was just it was it more than disappointing. It was just frustrating again more than anything else. Mm. I don't know if I think the, the goal summed it up, and the first one was a shambles, which I mean that I thought the first one. But, the first part of it was over the line anyway, but to then clear it into <laughs> into the chest of something, a Bournemouth style look for it to go in from there. Uh, it just seems so unlucky. It just seems so unlucky though in some ways that 
We were scrambling the box. Danny Voss leaves to save it off the line. McDonald gets it and naturally thinks, right, I'm going to boot this away. I'm not going to boot it up the pitch because it could then hit any of the Birmingham players there. So I'm going to hit it across. It wasn't even a cross goal, was it? It was basically yeah. by the post. Yeah. And then somehow by whacking it, Keenan's there to just go, oh, thanks, and tap it in. It's like the kind of look that Birmingham had, had against us years ago when they always seemed to score in the last yeah. five, ten minutes, especially with Kevin Phillips there. And it was one of them things where, oh, God, here we go. As soon as as soon as that went in, and there, I think it was, was it 19 days in the crowd for that that game, Birmingham, altogether. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't many there. Right. And we took just over 4,000 ourselves, so you can see how sparse that ground was with just that many mm. in there. And they've been pretty silent, so there was a few... A few youths at the top, <laughs> than the usual uh, things that we all bleep out anyway. But Alex, what, did you, what was your general thoughts on the game uh, on Saturday? Well, for me, Derby's form just goes out the window. I think it's whoever puts the effort in is up for it more. But um, there was just no fight there. It was just like in the local Derby, you want to see a bit of fight. I mean, obviously, not the one or two country tackles, but you know, at least going to tackle. Not like going like you're going to hug your nan. <laughs> like actually going like you want to win the game. Not just oh, I don't I don't really want to hurt him. Yeah, but there's no there's no fight there at all. Did it not seem there was that with the strong team we had out? He didn't expect just, it. Like on the like you say on the back of the recent form, he just thought it would burn it. Birmingham was it three wins in like the last fifteen something like that. I think yeah we'll beat these easy on paper, but. I don't know, I just think they was up for it more than us, really. Yeah, that was that was the more disappointing thing about it, that they were they were totally up for it, and Gary Rowe had them fired up. And sometimes when you do that, they come out of the traps and start scything people down. But they, want, they were composed, and they just went about their business properly. And Wolves didn't. Mm. So who was it in on Saturday that didn't perform to the best? I think potential? it was the key players, like... This season, our key players have been like Sacco, McDonald. I thought Sacco was Sacco. If he if he if he hadn't been if it, that was the other way around and that had been Van de Parra, he would have been getting absolute pelters yeah. because he, he he was pathetic on Saturday. There was there was yeah. nothing from him at all. And if it was David who played like McDonald on Saturday and last night, you'd never really heard of him. Mm. Yeah, and Dicko was the complete tangent of what he was last night. But we'll come on to that after. But Dicko seemed to be. Not really up for it either. Apart from the first, obviously the goal where he, he yeah, that's what tackled three players to get it back. But yeah, yeah, it was. They seemed to switch off after the goal. As soon as we got yeah. the goal, it was just like, yeah, yeah, we've done our job now. Let's yeah, let's, like, it's it's like, let's talk about the uh, second goal in the second half of Birmingham. Um, obviously, a breakaway. Goldborn collects it under pressure. It, it's just a, a mistake, isn't it? Surely, you, I, I, I'm obviously watching it, you like you're annoyed, but you watch it back and you think. Yeah, okay, he could have passed it to Akimi, but would he have had the power to get back to him? Could he have put it out? I did think when from watching it from the angle where we were in that in the railway end, it did seem that Goldborn was further away from Grey than he actually was when yeah. we watched it on the replay. Um I thought, Oh, what's he done here? Yeah, but even if he'd had, he had passed it back even there would have still been more reaction time for Akimi because he won't on his line, he was yeah pretty far out anyway, but he was at anywhere but that. Anything but that. It was one of them just silly mistakes, but it it's silly mistakes again that have cost yeah, us time yeah. and time again this season. That's why we're eighth. But it's like you say for the Stearman had done that. He'd, like you say, he never heard the end of that because mm. it's Goldborn's probably first mistake in two years. Everybody's just thought, <laughs> yeah, okay, it's gone over our heads. Doesn't really matter. Yeah, but like you say, it's key players at Leicester on Saturday again, and similar to last night as well. 
And it does seem odd again with the performance beforehand that I think everyone's going. It, look, I'm not usually somebody who goes into the game thinking, yeah, we're going to win this because I think sometimes that can come back to bite you. <laughs> but it was the first time in ages I went to this thinking, I'm expecting three points a day. I the Birmingham team, despite being away, are not. We're in such good form, we should win this easy. And when the first one went in, I thought, here we go. Yeah, I thought it could and be. And I was just so shocked that, I think, from what I heard, because obviously I didn't go for the game, but in the second half, Wolves did have more chances. It was just a case of it was not going in yeah. anytime soon. The, I mean, Randolph didn't really have much to do, mm. even though we had all them chances. A lot of it was straight at him, a lot of it was just blasted wide. I heard Henry had a good, really good chance, it just went straight at him as well. Yeah, it was. It was like they were snatching at it again. In one like his, the incident of Bolton, yeah, where uh, certain people got carried away, and uh, it was, that was never going to happen there. It was just, is that a shot? But as soon as he had the, they were having their shots and it was saved, they were heads dropping and they turned around and kind of scored it back, yeah. like little scared mice. And it wasn't like, oh well, we'll do that again in a minute. It was, it was just strange. There was nothing there. Did anyone come out well? On Saturday against Birmingham, so Jack Price was a standout player. Is that correct? It's probably their shit, really. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, thought I offered played. Okay. Yeah, I offered. I offered me Even that <laughs> that little. Uh, Disappointed he only made one sub. I think last time I was against Bournemouth and he only made one sub. That was that was a big issue. Oh right, okay. That it was it was crying out. I mean, why bring Jacobs back? Well, bring him back off like, oh, no, and put him on the bench, and then, oh, well, he's just. I wonder whether he's brought Jacobs back because he's probably thought, I don't want him playing in a side already already relegated. That's my kind of. It's probably not going to benefit him, is yeah. it? Really? I mean, if he'd have gone somewhere like Wigan, and then they've got something to play for, then mm. he's probably still been there. Because but... in other news, Leon Clark has now come back to Wolves. <laughs> they've um, sent him back. They've sent him back, and he can't play for us because he's still. There's something to do with he's in a loan to loan window thing, yeah. so he yeah. can't. How good in, I know Leon Clark wouldn't make the team anyway. He's, had to, he's been sent back from the club alone <laughs> who aren't still relegated, and he can't basically do anything. He'll be gone in the summer anyway. But, um, I don't know if that counts to training as well, because what, what would he do? He must be allowed to train. The club would yeah. not let him train, would they? They'd be very heartless of all. Suarez is he can't play football. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> couldn't even play FIFA. Are they going to make his own group three? <laughs> it's going to Leon Clark replace his uh, Roger Johnson. Um, <laughs> so with Birmingham then a very a disappointing and surprising result given how Wolves were playing uh, up, up beforehand um, and I know we'll talk about but, but Middlesbrough in a second but at the time you could say we should have won it but oh well we've we've lost move on from it <laughs> <laughs> it, it was that kind of everyone it wasn't like doom and gloom we coming out of the game and we had WM on WM was turned off straight away um, we did a feature a few weeks ago which was things you've heard in the stand which didn't do as well as I hoped it would <laughs> but someone did tweet us in today uh, Ross Watson um, who said if you're, still, if you're still doing the best things you've heard in the stand feature um, heard somebody sing Kenny Jackett's Barmy Salami in the stand Jeez. against Blues which is very good. So hats off to our Barmy Salami guy. Uh, so 2-1 to feet to Birmingham. If you didn't think it was going to get any worse, well, it might just do. So on Tuesday night, Wolves had probably one of their toughest games of the season and a big game in the promotion race away to promotion chasing Middlesbrough. Wolves conceded two early goals after 10 minutes, which you thought, well, great, this is all over. Uh, and it could have been even more by half-time. In the second half, Sacco had an early goal, making his 14th of the season. Uh, and then Wolves 
like they do, threw the kitchen sink and unfortunately there was no result and came out in a 2-1 defeat. The big talking point, of course, was the team selection. Courtney Horse came in, of course, got goalball and Dicko was on the bench. I think Dave Edwards came in as a replacement. Walls went to a 4-5-1, if I'm right. Yeah, I uh, Van der Poel also came in for James Henry as well. People were talking about how poorly Horse played and if Scott Goldborn started, it could have been a different story. I want to talk about Scott Goldborn first. People were saying that Scott Goldborn probably didn't start because he's been punished for Birmingham. I think that should oh, it, be right, and hopefully he isn't right. Um, do you think it might have been tactics? Problem. First of all, <laughs> when I saw that team selection, I thought, well, fine. No, no complaints whatsoever, because... After Birmingham, he could do whatever he wanted. And it's three games in seven days as well. Yeah, he could do, what, do whatever he wants. Because none of them, apart from Price and Nikimi, and maybe, maybe, Danny Bathford a little bit, came out with any kind of glory at Birmingham at all. So bringing Courtney House back, fine. Sturdying up the midfield, fine. Because it's Biddlesbury and they're better than us. But to then start like that, and Horse would have been sent to the glue, glue factory. He was that bad. It was just piss poor. From mm. from the first 15 minutes, it was just absolutely awful. It's worse than it's been all season. And it was tactics, it was Jackie's fault. Horse, he was just not up to it. He was absolutely, he was nowhere near good enough. I think last night proved he's not a left back. No. Yeah, because yeah. people have talk about that for, for ages, haven't they? Yeah, he's, he's not. I mean, uh, Sam is he's not, he's not a born right back, but he can play at right back. Horse is not a left back at all. Mm. Not on last night's. He got run ragged. I don't know who their winger was on the right. He wasn't even just him. It was the, it was their right back running ragged yeah. as well when he was overlapping. And this was all in the first first ten minutes. And you could say, well, I thought, well, Jackie could take him off and he'd have no complaints at all because he was awful. But, but he did at half time, didn't he? Yeah. He well, that's what I mean. He, he could have had no complaints at all if he took him off straight away after their second goal. Mm. Um, but Stearman, God knows what he was doing, because he was far from football genius last night. Right. And. It was exactly like I wrote in my thing about the Watford game, about two long balls. I let the ball bounce, that's a clever idea. Stephen did exactly that last night, and then when I mean, it was easy for him, it was just passes and tactics. We saw Blues and last night, two, two goals, two mistakes on Blues. Two mistakes last night, and there they did two goals as well. So you just think if we hadn't got those two mistakes, the result might have been a little bit better for us. But and he conceded seven goals in three games again now. Yeah. There's another thing as well, all the fans are on Akimi's back now saying Kushak shouldn't be dropped. But when Kushak was in goal, it was like Kushak shouldn't be in goal, Akimi should be in goal. But you can't please them all, can you? <laughs> you can't please everyone. Um, and could it have been more by half time? Yeah. yeah. You could, could have been four or five, maybe. If they, if they wanted to, they could have absolutely battered us. But you're thinking, well, they, they played on Saturday, they, they've got to play the weekend as well. There's no. Like we have in the Fulham games and stuff, when we've. We've looked controlled and we can step it up a gear. They could quite easily have took the piss out of us last night yeah. if they wanted to. But there was no need. There was absolutely no need because they were totally in control. In the first half, anyway. Um, but, you know, the midfield was McDonald again, non-existent. Um, He's Van... just, just running around. He's just like a drug Scotsman. <laughs> just run, running, running around, not doing anything. Um, half-time, Jacket made the change ball. Initially brought a goal ball on for Hawes and later on the half brought Dicko on. Uh, was it a changed um, team falls? Were they a lot better second half? Yeah. I think he, if anybody plays football manager, you must have selected the um, aggressive team to Because <laughs> they were so much better. And if they'd have played like they did second how they did second half against Blues, they'd have beat Blues, I thought. Mm. They were a lot better. Even even the first, against 
But I think we would, would have probably been if we played like that because in when as soon as it, Dico came on, things were completely different then. Because, I mean, it, the thing when he put Edwards, but when he took Price off and put Edwards in defensive midfield, I thought, Bournemouth again, here mm. we go. But last night, because they didn't press that high, it kind of worked. Um, and Goldburn was solid. Yeah. Just a special note to him. Yeah. <laughs> He's listening. He was, he was solid when he came on, and he was the usual overlapping with Sacco. And they had a, a little period when Van der Parra hit the bar from three yards out or something. Which we'll talk about in a sec, yeah. Um, that little passage of play there was two or three like, interlinking yeah. moments there? and between the two of them you can see well this is what happened last year mm. this is what was the league then two overlapping and playing between each other and it was great and I think the second half performance is why they got clapped off in the end because they actually put a bit of, a bit of fight back mm. but that first half was just unforgivable uh, what do you think of Sacco's goal lovely finish I thought Dave Edwards done really well because like, he started on the right wing brought it all over to the left wing and then Sacco had the easier job of finishing it, really. So, but yeah, it was a good goal, I thought. And he, he beat him with power. That's yeah. the, that's the only way he got it. Beat him at the near post. It was just pure power again. A wolf through the kitchen sink in the second half. I think people who didn't go like myself on Twitter just every few seconds scrolling. Am I going to see it? Am I going to see it? Then we all saw. Obviously, you saw in real life the VLP miss. Oh, no. um, I, I, it was almost like it's getting with like Leon Clark now, where I'm starting to feel sorry for him because. You could tell it must be very frustrating for him that he's getting these good chances and it just isn't working. Sometimes I play five a side and people have scored four or five goals each and I'm still struggling to get one because I'm shooting and it's just not going in. That's how yeah, poor I that's... am. <laughs> um, but the one thing I can't understand with Van der Perry, but in training, they must have identified that his crossing, for example, I think against uh, Leeds when he came on wasn't the best and his shooting in pressure in big games or in game general isn't there. So they must work on it in training and I'm wondering whether comes the big game moment there is some kind of nerves, pre- nerves and it's just it's like or it's just, it's just it is just bad luck that, that in training you could score maybe 10 goals a session but when it comes to the game it's just not yeah, it's almost, almost like he's been overcoached kind of thing where he's he's so focused on doing it in training he gets a match situation and he just forgets everything yeah because he's hard. or well, he could he, be we're, we're just think, obviously we're just guessing that he's, he's thinking about it too much because yeah. he actually had time that the the way it came to him, there was no one around him at all, and he had actual time. He could he could have headed it. He could have he could have probably took a touch, at a stretch. But I mean, he did well to get a half decent contact on him. But yeah, it's harder he, to miss than you must have scored really. He's just. But it's odd for a player who at the start of the season we were like, well, we've got a find here. He went out the picture a bit. People were asking him to come back, so he came back, did okay. But recently, Henry's overtook him massively in form-wise. Yeah, he had a bad game on Saturday. Even when he came on on Saturday um, against Birmingham, he just didn't... He ran around, as he always does, but he's crossing and there was there was two that he just put behind. He lives, <laughs> he lives up to his chant, runs down the wings. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> That's all he actually does. Do you think Wolves would have eventually got a goal if time had just carried on? Or was it just never going to happen? No, I don't think right. you... I... Even if you if... put Kevin Doyle on, we wouldn't have If, if Dicko come on at half-time, maybe. But even then, you're starting at half-time, you're thinking, well, if they score early... I mean, Bamford had one that he blasted over as well in, yeah. the, um, in the second half. I don't think I mentioned that one. Um, and that, that one, well, that was about six yards out as well. Um, that was before his little chip onto the bar yeah. at the end. But yeah, it was just... It was one of them where they was defensively quite solid. 
even though <clears throat> when we were through in the kitchen sink at them, the the balls were coming in, but there was no final. There was the final ball let us down again. Yeah. That was the, that was the main problem. That every time they went down the down the wings or played it through the middle, they looked dangerous. And I thought, oh, here we go, another one. Like it, it felt at times in the first half like Derby again. Yeah, we're going to be humiliated here, and they had that about them that they could have quite easily just ripped us apart. But I don't think we could have, even if we'd have got another one, they could have gone down the other end and scored again. Um, what was the phobia like last night? Was he a bit was quiet. A bit quiet for yeah, him? He's a bit non-existent. Really. Yeah. Same against Blues. After he scored against Blues, he wasn't really in the game. Yeah. And then last night, you, you couldn't. Do, you could have told. Well, you couldn't have even told he was on the pitch. He just didn't do anything. And I don't think that's down to him. He just didn't know the service. He didn't know service whatsoever. I mean, he was he, when he, even when he was coming deep, they, they then played it wide. Yeah. So then when they got wide, there was no one in the box because so Fabio had to come deep. I mean, it was just a mess. Uh, surprise sub from Michael Jacobs last night. Obviously, he had a good chance as well in the second half. Do um, think we might see a bit more of him now come? We might as well. End of the season? Well, if the worst comes to the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um and you might as well give him a chance now because Edwards is how old is Edwards? Well, he's not that old anyway, is he? But he's he's been late late twenties, isn't he? Yeah, twenty nine, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's around my age, which is worrying now that I'm older than most of the squad. <laughs> he's we doing an upgrade from Edwards, really. Yeah. Ever the, but every time we say that, he then bashes in goals, and you're like, oh, you can't Where get him yeah. now. Dangerous day. If he, if he comes back and scores a couple now, honestly, happy. honestly, I'd, uh, it's a bit weird, isn't it? No. Um, Ipswich won and Derby won I think we can safely say that Derby have probably got that promotion spot yeah. now it's about for sixth um, Brentford lost um, away to Sheffield Wednesday which I'm still surprised about yeah. because I think that, you know Brentford are doing really well um, we'll talk about Ipswich in a second but a lot of people obviously are a bit annoyed that there is a chance to get into the playoffs but are we really ready yet but then if we don't get in there will it be a disappointment my argument is I just want to know what you guys think if we did get to the playoffs, playing potentially one of the top four, who sat at the minute, Watford, Bournemouth, Middlesbrough, and who's the other one? Watford, Bournemouth, Middlesbrough, Derby, or Derby. No, there's no Shaw, Bradford. Norwich. That's it. Norwich. I don't know why I forget about Norwich. Um, if we play one of those four in the playoffs, we'll just lose anyway. Yeah, we're not good. That th- they'll be too strong for us. Is so is it more about people who are saying we need to get? Is it more? Would, would people be more satisfied to say we got to the playoffs this season and then if we'd lost in the semi-final, oh well, at least we got there? Is that probably what it's more about? Or is it playoffs got to get promoted? It, I, not to say that we shouldn't get promoted, we, we got an aim promotion, but would people be satisfied? These last two games and Bournemouth and Norwich away and Ipswich away and every other big game we've played, we've completely cocked it up every single time. Yeah. And I'd be absolutely astonished <laughs> if we managed to beat one of them teams twice in the yeah. space of a week. So... Is it a massive case of though there is a good opportunity here that we could be could be thrown away? I think it's already gone, really. Yeah. I know you 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 threw it away about a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, if we get in there, then we've it's a one in four chance mm. on paper. But it's just uh, I think last we... last week. This this time last week, if we did a podcast then, I think, well, yeah, yeah, of course we can. Yeah. We can go all the way to Wembley and win it, win it by 4 0. The last two games, there's a bit of a realisation that we're not actually that good. Mm. I think if we got Middlesbrough, if we finish six and we got Middlesbrough, I think you might as well not bother turning up because they're going to beat us anyway. After f- first half last night, like you just said, 
they'll put three or four passes at their place and then the consolation match yeah. at Molyneux it'll be like the, when we, we lost, when we when lost yeah. three one to Norwich as you and Kevin Cooper scored and the, yeah the two thousand ish um, and you come back from three three one first leg game on what's it's never going to happen mm. I'll tell you what would happen. We'd lose 3-0 on the first leg. Second leg at Molyneux, we'd go 2-0 up with half an hour to go and we'd throw the kitchen sink and it'd be cleared off the line, it'd be disallowed and we wouldn't get that third well, goal. That's 90s. what used to happen in the 90s. See? Used to always, yeah. So always have that scenario. Um, yeah, great. So, big game at the weekend coming up. It's not like we're playing Mick McCarthy. On Saturday, it is the game which potentially could decide if Wolves are going to nab a playoff place this season. Wolves take on Mick McCarthy's, I think we're always going to say that, Mick McCarthy's Ipswich on Saturday, lunchtime, it's on Sky. A Wolves win could, even if Brentford win as well at the weekend, put three teams on equal points for sixth place going into the last two games of the season. If Wolves lose, then there might be enough of a gap for Ipswich to say, even on goal difference, that Wolves are out of it. Um, because let's face it, if we do get to the last day of the season, we're gonna we'll probably go out on goal difference, won't we? Like two thousand eight, two thousand seven. No, it was later than that. It was under Colin Lean, worry. No, no, we did one under McCarthy. Oh, the we, got, uh, we missed out on a goal. The year before we went up. Yeah, yeah. So that could happen. So it's almost like it was written, wasn't it? This was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. The decider that Wolves could potentially close a chapter with Mick McCarthy, and a lot of fans. I think I tweeted about this last night. A lot of fans who blame McCarthy for the downfall will finally get closure and the club potentially might get some closure on that era or Mick McCarthy will come back to have his old battle ground and have the, have the last laugh. Um, Ipswich won uh, on Tuesday night, won 3-1 against Cardiff and they're currently 6th uh, with 74 points, Brentford in 7th with 71 and us in 8th with 71 as well. What do we think for Saturday? Maybe the smile looking at me <laughs> to come up with something controversial. I think... It- one thing that's changed my mood and mind about this, the Punjabi Wolves have been there. Yeah, they're doing the, a big cultural day, aren't they? Yeah, cultural day, which probably means they'll, they'll have a doll in yes. the ground. So there'll be an actual atmosphere for a stupid kick-off time game. So that might get everyone up for it as well. I mean, certain pubs are open at 9 o'clock. So I'm not mentioning them, you can find out. <laughs> um, so actually, with the McCarthy effect as well, we should if we could just go for it... Uh, if we st- if we go go for it and the fans see that we're going for it, and we're not just on oh, a yeah, calm practice pay page yeah. and build up all that kind of stuff against a McCarthy four four two team, which it don't make no difference anyway. If we go for it properly, the fans get behind it. We might we might do two or three nil. I'm quite confident. But in the other way, if we do play forty three one with Edwards and patient build up, I don't think, I think we're going to actually we get done over and. Pretty Sears will have a field day. Yeah. Just so he's. Did he score again last night? I, mean, I so think he scored did. twice, didn't he? Oh, no. <laughs> you said it now. People talk about. I think, sorry, there's mixed opinions about Mick McCarthy, about whether he was the reason for our downfall. Should he really be blamed that much, really? No, Should he really no. get a frosty reception? Because Mick McCarthy, for me as a fan, gave me some of the best days as a Wolves fan I've had in my lifetime. Should he. Not get a good reception on yeah, Saturday. I love the bloke. I've, I know John hates him, despises yeah. him with a passion, but I love the guy for what he did here. And he's never said a bad word about him. I mean, he's sarky, slight comments like he has with everything else in his whole yeah. life. But I've got no no beef with him whatsoever. 
mean, but he got a good reception last time, didn't he? Yeah, he got a standing ovation, yeah. I think, didn't he? And even even at Ipswich away this season, he he got a bit of a applause him in the TC, and he came over and acknowledged us over there. So even if they even if they beat us, there'd be no animosity towards him for me anyway. Neither from one from one person. From one person, yeah. <laughs> Really? Just, just you booze and just you. Yay! 20, 22 days of people there. But Alex, how do you see the game on uh, Saturday? Hopefully, don't Stephen Hunt to score like a last minute goal in front of the North Bank. Like that, once against Blackburn. As soon as that doesn't happen, I'll be all right. But <laughs> it's going to happen now, that is. Yeah, it's going to happen. Don't blame me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know, like, if we go out attacking, I think it was like the Blues game. I mean, once we went 2 1 down and we wasn't really attacking. The atmosphere just went dead. There's no, you could leave, you can drop really. So I was like, say, if, if we show intent, like we want to win, the atmosphere would be like the Leeds game and everybody's singing and getting, well, it's like last night as well. When we, in the second half, when we showed a bit of fight, the fans got behind them as well. So. Yeah, the only thing about last night, coming back to that, there's a few people slagging off George Friend. I thought, well, I don't know where that's come from. Because yeah. he, he was a young kid when he was here. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't leave. He didn't want. He didn't put himself on the transfer list. He got a few of the W words. So yeah. Hard to believe that is. But he wasn't. Yeah. He didn't like. He. He wasn't like an honorary Kamara, was he? Yeah. It was a very strange situation. He wasn't like a Stephen Fletcher, was he? No. Yeah. Unless he was just. He was just a former player, wasn't he? I think that's. Yeah. I don't think there'd be that much. No. He just love lost against George Friend. Um, team for Saturday. Is it obvious that we start with the team that ended? Yeah, it has to be. It, it just has to be just because. That team's got goals in. Yeah. And there's with, with Dave Edwards or Jack Price. Jack Price. Okay. Yeah, I don't I think if you play if you start Edwards and McDonald in the middle, you're just asking for trouble. I mean you can do what he did last night and yeah. switch it around and take Price off after an hour or bring Edwards on. I think Edwards does well coming off the bench as well. I think he yeah. has a bit more of a, a different dimension. Yeah, I think um as much as I love him that Henry's gotta come on for him. Van the Parabon, oh, because yeah. he's just not, especially the last. I mean, he was terrible last night. It was, there was no hiding it. He was there was one, <laughs> the one where he, he got it on the um, in between the eighteen yard oh, box yeah. and the corner flag. Instead of just chipping it over, he blasted it as hard as he possibly can. He went over for a throw in on the other side. And like, what is that? What's that all about? Wearing I, think, I think with Van the Parabon, I think he can it can work when he comes on late in the game to tie some defenders out. My only issue is that he'll just stop with the ball and then try and do some step overs. Yeah, and get nowhere. And doesn't get. It's almost like if you just run, like Henry does sometimes when he used to come on in the second half of games, you're going to easily get. He's got the legs for it. He's easily going to get past them and just get across it. Yeah, I don't think you can play with Van Aparo with. And they're going to be physical, and of course they are. You need someone with a bit of. I think James Henry's got to be back in just for that strength that he's got. I think if James Henry had the speed of Van Aparo, I don't think we'd have James Henry in the walks. No. I think he's a, he's a good player. He hasn't got the speed at all. He's not got a wingers. Speed about him, so that's why. Well, that could be why, in some ways, he cuts inside a lot, doesn't he? Yeah. You'll notice, especially trying to be that number ten role. Um, just want to go on to Iorfa. How did he do? Last did he, night? he did alright last night. I mean, he was. There was a couple of times where he was. He seemed a bit nervy, which mm. is no. He ain't really seen like that before. Um, I mean, it was a little bit Birmingham as well, a bit of inexperience. Yeah, but I think just just for. If you start messing a bit yet again and bringing Doherty back, there's going to be all it's going to all hell break loose. Because a lot of people have been talking about how in the summer could there be a chance of a phobia going or him being a target, but could there not? Is there not an argument that I offer is as equally a? I think he'll have one more player. season and then he might do say like a Lescott 
Mm. And I think he'll go somewhere like maybe Everton or Sunderland, somewhere like that. But I don't, yeah. I don't think he'll stay at the Wolves. But if he, but. if he carries on like he has been, then yeah. he's a very you know good young player that is on the radar. Ipswich, key place to look out for. Christoph Berra. Christoph Berra, who, <laughs> who will score a header. Goal scoring machine. He will score a header in front of the South Bank. He'll love that one. Uh, Stephen Hunt, of course. Uh, Freddie Sears. McAldrick. Tyrone Minks as well, the defender. He yeah. Was, I thought he was standard player when we played them at Portman Road. Do you think one of, their, one of the best players this season in general, mm-hmm. isn't he, Tyrone He was brilliant that night, I thought. Um, any other ex Wolves players there? I don't think so. Um, I suppose Stephen Ward's not there. I know he's at <laughs> yeah. I suppose he's not there. Or Kevin Doyle. Yeah. To be honest. You know, when we when we played um, McCarthy's team, Ipswich last, it was just when he got the job and we had Solbacken, and, and it was still, the majority of that team was still the McCarthy kind of team. Now McCarthy's facing a team, I know we faced him earlier on in the season, that is basically, bar two or three players, is none of his team. So do you think, I'm going back a couple of years now with the Solbacken game, but do you think that in some ways McCarthy had the psychological psychological <laughs> upper hand because yeah. he knew how to play against his own players, as it were. Now he's having to play against a whole group of people. Yeah, even even the team now compared to earlier in the season is, is very different. Yeah. Even the way we play, there's more power, there's more urgency. I mean, we were still playing all of the Leon pass- Clark, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all, we're still playing out overly passy passy stuff when we went to to their place and it just didn't work. And there's two stupid mistakes again. Yeah. Um, it was it Lee Evans that night? Yeah, when you done that. Yeah. yeah. And McDonald wasn't it? Wasn't it McDonald? He tried yeah. to pass out the box and he got yeah. intercepted. Like he did against Leeds. Um, a couple of weeks ago, so that was again two stupid mistakes yeah. in a big game. Um, but yeah, I think sum up the season: stupid mistakes. <laughs> yeah. No, no roller coaster ride. No, but that's what I mean. I know we played the murder on the season, and the mistakes cost us. But it's a very different. It's season. a different side. McCarthy technically hasn't got that advantage where he knows how to play into his he own plays. Two players, maybe. Yeah. Well, give five players any more to work with. That's about it, really. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so, but if <laughs> I mean, awkward silence. No, I was, <laughs> I, I was just going to say something about Christoph Berra. Okay, just in case. it's going to be very nervy. Come Saturday lunchtime at about three o'clock, we will know whether Wolves are still in this promotion hunt or whether it's game over. Um, let's do predictions for Saturday. As you are feeling right now, Stu Hall, give us a score. <laughs> give us a score shoo, shoo, give us a score I'm only going to be positive 3-0 3 3-0 3-0 comfortable just to surprise everyone just to be 3-0 with half hour left yeah. Yeah, no worries even in front, even, even front of Sky yeah even Celebi yeah uh, Alex what's your uh, view of the weekend honest view you're allowed to say defeat we've had that rolled in now I said that last time that's why I've been on for some time. <laughs> um, I'm going to say 2 1 Ipswich. 2 1 Ipswich. Yeah. Okay. Is it going to be a classic 2 0 down, bring a goal back and throw the kitchen sink and can't get it? Yeah. yeah. I there think it's go. going to. Well, actually, no, I think it's going to be they take the lead, we take it back and then they score late on. I think they will score late on. Christoph, Christoph yeah. Berry corner header. <laughs> yeah, crush our dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Christoph Berry to run the whole pitch to Ipswich. <laughs> yeah. and uh, take, take them all on and then. Take off his shirt and kiss the Ipswich badge. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for... I'm going to be positive. I think... Oh, I don't know, actually. Oh, honestly, honestly, at the moment, I'm thinking 2-0 Wolves. That could change by the weekend. 
I think we might, knowing Wolves, when we think we're all down and out, <laughs> we'll be back into it again. And we'll have this, we've technically probably got the two best games we could have out of the last... Yeah, because it's they get relegated. Well, I think Wigan could get relegated tonight if yeah. Rotherham win. So that, that works now. But, it, it works but like... Rotherham could be deducted points with the yeah. whole ine- ineligible player thing as well. No, I don't know. You know that they yeah. it's two teams who could be relegated. If they're not relegated by the time we play, then they'll be fine for their yeah, yeah, lives. Yeah. It'll work. Either it way could be, it could be the two most difficult games yeah. to get out. But even then, they won't sit back. They will they if they've got if they've got a win. Yeah, they'll actually come at us, and that's when the problems start. When yeah. unless they start booting it over the top, then we have got no chance. We're screwed. Yeah, but if they've got to come out at us, then then we do well against teams who, who come at us and we hit them on the break. If they've got nothing to lose and they actually try and play football, then yeah. So either way, them two should be easy. Well, keep everything crossed, ladies and gentlemen, because one of the biggest games of the season is going to happen. It just feels like a movie. It feels like the last third of a movie. Mick McCarthy returns. Well, it's a weird one, but I said to my mate last night, would you rather get to the playoff final and lose, or just not get there at all? Not get there at all. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, I wouldn't want to get there at all. I wouldn't want to do a heartbreak, really. I wouldn't want to go to Wembley, enjoy that day out, and just... Oh no! I'd rather lose in the semi-final as usual. <laughs> or just not get there. Yeah. Yeah, I've never experienced. Well, I don't think we none of us have experienced no. being to a final or losing. So we're used to losing in playing in semis. Yeah. yeah. Have a kid in Sibley. That doesn't really count. Really, yeah. Or Warsaw. Or Warsaw. JPT. Oh, I, I didn't go to that. <laughs> <laughs> I watch it with hilarity. Um, so you can follow us all week on Twitter at WGFC Fancast. Thanks to our sponsors, Opera Creative. If you're looking for a new website to be built, check them out at operacreative.com. Facebook, Walls Football Fancast Show, and like and check out our latest match reports and blogs at wallsfancast.com. We will be back next week to talk about that game against Ipswich, which will be positive. <laughs> come on, come on, lads. Uh, for this week, it's bye from Alex. Bye. Bye from Stu. Drought. And it's bye from me. We'll see you next week. podcast pet parents you've got plenty to do and don't need more to worry about especially when it comes to pets so try wonderside a spray that kills and repels 100 of fleas and ticks and replaces spot drops or pills which have nasty ingredients because it's plant-based it's safe around kids and can be used on dogs and cats of all ages oh and it smells amazing Try it for 20% off at wonderside.com slash podcast with coupon code podcast. That's Wonderside with a C.